We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. It's MHI on a Saturday. Thomas, as you know, MHI, Mile High Insiders, we started on a Saturday years ago. Nick Kendall and I and Scott joined the team a while back. He's been rolling with us. You and I have been rocking and rolling. We were able to trade shows, something that we like to do here on Mile High Huddle to make sure that we're all taking care of friends, family, obligations, traveling. That being said, Saturday Night MHI, that's got a good ring to it. It's good to be back. Thank you for joining me, Thomas. How are you, buddy? Yeah, it's great. It's great. It's it's odd because, you know, usually it's Ron and I on Saturday nights, but we took over Wednesday night. So, you know, it's great. It's kind of cool to change it up a little bit, get a little bit different uh, different group of people coming in to listen and uh, different perspectives. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. You're looking good in that MHI hat. I'm looking good in my new Buckham shirt that I got yeah. over from mile high huddle. Head on over to at mile high huddle on Twitter. Mike S saying what up Thomas, Luke, Dylan, Scott and Broncos country. Mike S one of those super chat superstars, very popular in our MHH super chat community along with string guy. I see you, David. Uh, I want to get some Michaela. I don't know if you got to see, but Michaela Israel, one of our good friends, she got to make a huge appearance on the Huddle Up pod the other day with Zach and Chad. And anytime those guys are able to have some of our people, our friends, our family on, it's a blast. And uh, Cooper, her son, got to make an appearance as well. So, yeah, Yeah, dude, super, super cool. Yeah, I got to watch it. I haven't yet. I, I just been too busy to jump back on it, but I'll check it out. That's the beauty. Wherever you get these podcasts, you can listen to them on your time. I was out today doing yard work. It's that time of year, right? Get your lawns aerated. This is coming from grumpy old lawn man. Um, (laughs) It's fertilizer, seed, all that stuff. And listen to your favorite MHH podcast whenever you can, wherever you get those podcasts. Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever. We're all over the globe. String guy coming in. Come on, Scott, jump in the chat. I'm baiting you. Uh, don't bait, don't bait Scott. Scott will come at you with some knowledge. He'll get you. I've <laughs> I've done it and he's gotten me, and I don't do it anymore. So <laughs> Scott's our guy rocking on the ones and twos. We appreciate his time on Saturday nights as well. Let's say hello to a couple more people. David coming in. Good evening, Broncos Country. Luke, Thomas, Dylan, and Deacon Scott. Hashtag MHH for life, Denver Broncos for life, and Buckham. Guys, grab yourself an orange Buckham t-shirt. It's super cool. You're seeing it all over Twitter. Speaking of Twitter, head on over to Twitter, at Mile High Huddle. If you'd like to reach out to the show, it's at MHI underscore pod. And then I'm trying to pull up the actual show, or excuse me, the actual store, the huddleuppod.com store, because uh, the website's changed a little bit. So I know people want to get their swag. They want to get their coffee cups. They want to get their visors, their hats. Head on over to Twitter at Maha Huddle. We'll make sure we get it. Here it is. Thank you, Scott. MHHmerch.com, where you can get your swag on. And Thomas and I are going to be talking a little bit about Broncos 2023 win-loss today. I know it's early. I know that free agency is technically still happening. The draft, it's April 1st, baby. The draft is literally weeks away. So it might seem like it's too early to talk about wins and losses. But when the Vegas wise guys are putting those out there, how can we ignore it? Yeah, you got to. I mean, 
you know, you got to get, they do it. They do it to get the juices flowing, to get the betting going, you know, in the, you know, they put a lot of effort into those, uh, for what I understand, a lot of effort into uh, these wins and losses things, you know, they have algorithms and all sorts of stuff, but once the betting starts, then you see it start changing. Mm. Like if everybody thinks the Broncos are going to win more, they're going to raise uh, those. Uh, as soon as the bet starts coming in, they're going to raise those numbers for sure. Or, or vice versa, depending on how it works. So yeah, it's uh I'm a big, I love, I love playing craps, man. I'm, I, I love going to Vegas and playing craps and stuff. So I, I love, I love uh, knowing the odds, but it's, you know, at this point in the year, it's a bit, it's, it's a bit early for me to really jump on board. We're going to give some two early predictions and you can't Mm -hmm. hold us to it because again, we have no idea what the final roster is going to look like. I mean, for crying out loud, the coaching staff just got finalized. That ink is still drying on the paper and some of those contracts. So we're going to get to it. Doug coming in saying I'm betting over eight and a half. I'll take my chances on Sean Payton. Uh, Doug, I absolutely love it. Caesars Sportsbook is putting the Denver Broncos over under at eight and a half. We're going to get into the schedule a little bit and rock with you guys for the next hour. Phil McLaughlin kicking us off with a wonderful, wonderful donation. Thank you so much. Ron, nice beard. (laughs) Good evening, (laughs) Luke, Thomas, and Deacon Scott. Go Broncos and buck them. Phil, what's funny you say that, man, because I was just talking to Thomas and I'm like, man, I got to get on the show with Ron because Ron's got one of those smiles, man. There's just one of those million dollar smiles. I'm sorry I can't replicate it, Phil. You're going to have to hang with me on Saturday as you once did back in the day. But be sure to hang on, uh, head on over to Ron's Twitter, Thomas's Twitter. These guys rock it every Saturday night at 6 p.m. Mountain. You know what I find interesting? about the uh the eight and a half and people you know bantering back and forth about how how many wins the broncos can actually have you know sean payton won more uh never well six times it was under nine wins with the saints so that's a pretty good track record for uh wins and losses you know he's uh at eight and a half that seems about right i think the broncos could uh could best that you know going forward so I think it's coming in about right, but uh, yeah, I think Peyton has got a pretty good track record of keeping their teams above those at or uh, you know above eight and a half uh, most of the time. So I think it's coming in pretty good. Yeah, man, it's it's encouraging when you look at it, and I know it might sound a little low, right, Broncos country? You're like eight and a half, eight and a half wins. That's not going to get us very far in the AFC West, where you got Mahomes balling out of control. You got Justin Herbert, who's an absolute beast. You got the Raiders. I'm not too worried about the Raiders' offense, but their defense scares the hell out of me, especially that pass rusher, Max Crosby. Our offensive line, Mike McGlinchey, he's going to be put to the test uh, this fall, and I'm super excited for that. Um, look, it is early, but as Chad Jensen put out on milehighhuddle.com in reaction to this article, that's three and a half wins more than this last season in 2022. That seems like a lot of games, Thomas, because Broncos country is sick of tuning out of these games. They're sick of being embarrassed. They're sick of being the butt of everyone's joke, whether that be on Twitter, at the Super Bowl party. I mean, Broncos fans aren't even wearing their Bronco gear anymore to the Super Bowl party. It's, yeah. you know, it's been tough. And and I'm trying not to rain on the parade, but I'm just trying to keep it real here. And I got to tell you, eight and a half feels a little low to me. It's too early. I'm not going to push back on it too much, but I think it's probably a decent baseline for the wise guys out there in Vegas. Um, I don't know how they get these these odds. Like you said, there's all kinds of science and math and all kinds of calculations that go into these things. And it kind of makes me think, did you ever see, I think it was called Two for the Money with Matthew McConaughey and Al Pacino. And it's like a betting movie and it's kind of talking about the life of these high stakes sports bookies. And call me a dinosaur because that sounds like it was forever ago because now you can (laughs) legally gamble in most of these states off of your very phone. Uh, but it's super, super interesting when you start looking at these odds. What up, Pete? Thanks for joining Tom, Scott, and I on MHI. We've got Carol in here as well. Hello, Broncos country, and Michaela chiming in as well. The next T-shirt I want to buy is Amalhi Insiders and then Broncos for Breakfast. Thank you so much for supporting all the shows, Michaela, a good friend of ours, and uh, and Cooper too, man. It's cool to see kids loving the Broncos. We need that love. We need this next generation to bring the Broncos back because it's not always going to be bad, guys. The ship is turning. I'm telling you. I put out a tweet the other day, Facebook too. I'm like, I think the Sean Payton effect is real. It's okay to have reservations, but 
things are changing over in that building right now. You're already stop. You're not seeing the press conferences for all these new free agents that just came out. That's for a reason. That's not, they forgot. I was wondering about it too. I love to try to get a question in when I can, but Sean Payton's about that work. And he's yeah. like, look, it's, it, we're going to work in silence and let the results be what they will be. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I think I said this. Uh, I said this on a sh- our show a while back. It's like last year was the substitute teacher where people came in and and got away with anything, and now the real teacher's <laughs> back, kind of thing. And it's like a lot more yeah. strict, or or the sub bus driver. So it's, know, it's like they brought in the teacher that used to smack your knuckles, you know, with yeah. the with the ruler. That's Sean Payton because Sean Payton don't play no games. I mean, he's all about having a good time. He's all about having fun. But there's only really winning. I mean, winning is the only good time in the NFL. It's the only fun thing in the NFL. Ty's not fun. Getting your ass kicked every week's not fun. Uh, having your fan base not only check out of going to home games, but stopping to watch these games. I mean, you and I have talked about that off the air. That is something I never thought I would see in my lifetime. Broncos fans saying, I've got better stuff to do on my Sunday than turn on the TV and watch the Denver Broncos. Uh-uh, no more. Sean Payton is squashing all of it. It starts with expectations. And um, Sean Payton was very vocal this yeah. last week, especially at the owners meeting. And I love that this man is setting standards in place. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be seen right away. I think you saw the the lack of execution and the di- undisciplined play, a lot of penalties, dumb penalties last year. I hope that that stuff is one of the first things that goes away. I mean, you don't want to beat yourself, right? That's the worst. I, I think uh, you know they. I think the Broncos definitely beat themselves, and then you add in the fact that they weren't healthy. You know, you're going to see a, a much different team this season, it, it, and I just. For me, is even if they don't, even if they don't win a whole bunch more games, I want them to win. You know, of course, I want them to go undefeated. But just to see that they actually aren't beating themselves with with you know mind-boggling errors is going to be a huge, huge win for me uh, to start the season out compared to last season. And I was way too excited last season. I thought the I thought last season was going to be incredible. I was predicting ten wins, and uh, man, they. They came out and really stunk it up, and I uh, I'm keeping my reservations, but I still think eight and a half. I think nine wins is. I would bet. I would bet the over on that right now, based on mm. what I'm seeing. Just the changes. If they stay healthy, they should be able to get at least a couple more wins just from being healthy alone. Well, and speaking of healthy, that's one thing that the Walton Penner ownership group of your Denver Broncos heavily invested in was the health, nutrition, and training of this Denver Broncos squad in 2023. They brought in Sean Payton's guy from the New Orleans Saints, a trainer, and then they've hired a bunch of other professionals, not only in rehabilitation and nutrition, in that entire realm of taking care of your body and, and being able to 
be that professional athlete that you need to be not only on Sunday, but every single day. Because Sean Payton, what else did he say about practice? We're going to be doing one-on-ones. We're going to be doing seven-on-sevens. And not only that, Broncos country, but you're going to see starters play in every preseason game. At least that's what Coach is saying right now. And I'm not going to be a one to call him a liar. Sean Payton says he's going to do something, and he does it. And I absolutely love that philosophy. I get it. Broncos country saying, wait a second, we had all these hamstrings last year, and now we're just going to throw starters out there and throw them to the Wolves. It's something Mark Schlereth talks about. A lot of the old dogs in the NFL, if you will, talk about getting calloused in training camp, getting calloused in the preseason, getting used to getting hit, getting used to having helmets in your gut on the offensive-defensive line. I mean, these are things that can't be simulated. You can go into the quarterback simulator and run a seven-on-seven drill all day. But how are you going to simulate getting trucked by some of the nastiest, filthiest savages on the football field on planet Earth? That's something that only can be done and replicated with practice. Yeah, and not only that, game time situations. You know, it's one thing to be playing game time situations on your own practice field and playing against your your defense and your offense. But to have an opposing defense, just the timing, the the feel of the game, anything, any type of you know, any type of activity that you do, you got to kind of have that real time feel. And if you're not doing it in real time, you're, you're going to come out really rusty. So I'm looking forward to to them playing in the preseason. And I I'm the first one to say, I was like, I think it's a good idea not to play in the preseason last year. I thought, I don't don't want people to get injured, but you know what? That did not work. I am not a, I am not a fan of it. I, you know, it's, it's time to get out there and just, you know, go out there and play and get stuff right ready for the season because one win one loss can mean whether you go to the playoffs or not this year and you don't want to come out rusty and lose your first couple games you know you want to come out and you got to get all the wins that you can this is a tough tough division tough uh conference you you want to get as many wins as you can you don't want to come out rusty there's no way Thank you for joining Thomas Scott and I on MHI. It's your Saturday night where we are reacting to the news out of Las Vegas. The Caesar Sportsbook is putting the win total or the, excuse me, the over under for your Denver Broncos in 2023 at eight and a half. How do you feel about that Broncos country? Let us know in the live chat and key off on that. Um, you feel good about that? You Let me know where you see those wins. We're going to go into, not the schedule because the schedule hasn't been released yet, but the opponents here in a little bit. We're going to talk about the AFC West. But look, before we do that, let's just talk general expectations. The first expectation is that there's going to be law and order. That's what I heard out of Sean Payton. He's like, we're not going to be popping off on Twitter. We're not going to be popping off with the brand, Russell Wilson. We're not going to be doing some of the silly stuff that I've watched you guys do for an entire year. While I pretty much sat back and got to mull over the Broncos ownership, I imagine they came to Sean Payton, or at least there were whispers to Sean Payton long before anybody in the media ever got to, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's obviously out the door. Sean Payton probably had a decent idea of what he was getting into. And that law and order, that's the very first expectation. The second expectation for me, it's got to be competitive. You've got to be okay with putting your unit on the field, knowing that you're throwing dogs on the field, willing to fight and not only be be aggressive, but be intelligent. That's one thing Sean Payton values a lot about his players. I think sometimes he gets a bad rap for Bounty Gate and everything else, right? He likes aggressive football players. He likes smart football players, too. You talked about it. The dumb penalties, got to get rid of those. If you're going to try to hurt this team by being selfish, Sean Payton will not play you. Yeah, yeah and that's the first thing. That was the that was the problem last season. Sean Payton, or, um, Nathaniel Hackett wasn't doing that. He let Melvin Gordon keep keep fumbling the ball fumbling away games and but then he was not consistent because he wasn't putting Albert O on the field because he didn't you know think he could do the job well it's like what you know it's that's gone you got somebody here who knows football he knows execution he knows the right way to go about getting people ready to play and that's that should be exciting to folks and and not only that you can see from the pickups he's going to have a that team is going to have a different mindset they're going to be more physical, more aggressive. They're going to go out there and play tough. They're not going to go out there and finesse it in, from, from what I'm seeing. They're going to go out there and, and they're going to pound the rock down your throat until you can stop it kind of thing. Uh, with, with the offensive line they brought in and the running backs that they brought in, I cannot wait. I'm 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 old school, Luke. Man, you know you know I love the old, I love the fullback. I love lining up mm. in the I formation and just you know running it straight down their throat until they can't you know 
just hit, break their will kind of thing. And I know it's Thunder punch of the NFL, but there's nothing like it. Going into the fourth quarter, you know, five, six minutes left, and they just can't stop your running game. That is That, to me, is the best. You get a lead and just, you know, just wear them down. I, I can't wait to watch. You're exactly right. I would challenge anyone that says the running game is not important in, in the NFL or running backs or devalue position. Really, the Kansas City Chiefs seem to value the running game a lot more as Pat Mahomes and Andrew Reid's tenure and two Super Bowl rings continue to go on. See no further than Isaiah Pacheco. What Jarek McKinnon did last year was very impressive for the Chiefs as well. So when you're seeing a pass-heavy team like the Kansas City Chiefs make a concentrated effort to run the football, that's for a reason. That's to dominate the clock. That's to dominate your opponent. Opponents get overwhelmed when they know that Pat Mahomes is on the field. He can pass to Travis Kelsey, whoever at wide receiver, and make him great. But they get completely broken and demoralized when they've got a remixed offensive line out there pounding the rock. It's not rocket science. It's yeah. like Mark Schlereth says all the time. It's moving one man, his, his will. I'm going to break your will. I'm going to move you out of the way. And I think there's something to be said for attitude. There's something to be said for composure. And that's what Sean Payton is going to bring. You've already seen it with the Broncos offensive line. Again, guys, we're reacting. Thomas Hall, Scott, yours truly on MHI to the Vegas odds makers putting the over under at eight and a half wins for your Denver Broncos. Here's how I see it in the division real quick. And I've been very vocal about this on Twitter, on the airways, everything else. I think the Broncos... They're not going to be atop the AFC West, but they're going to make some waves. I genuinely see them beating the Raiders twice this year. I do. I know it's lofty. It's the Raiders. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. But the Kansas City Chiefs, I could see a split there. I really can. That's why Sean Payton's here. Sean Payton is here to dethrone the Chiefs. How do you do that? You don't do it overnight in one season. You do it by snapping the streak, Thomas. I'm so sick of this streak that Kansas City has. They own the Denver Broncos. It's almost embarrassing. I see a Kansas City Chiefs fan out and about because my first urge is to chirp them, right? And be like, Kansas City Chiefs here in Denver, here in Broncos country. If it's so great, get back to Kansas City. That ain't the case. I can't say anything. I can't say anything, Tom, because the second <laughs> I do, it's who? Who are you? The Denver Broncos? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those are two wins we just immediately X on the schedule. Uh, that's tough, man. And Sean Payton was brought here to get over on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, watching them last year, they they were a bad call away from probably winning a game, actually splitting with them, you know, last season in, in the yep. state that yeah. they were in. So, and I Vic mean, that was a close. terrible offensive pass interference call in Cortland Sutton. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So, you know, they, they at least bring it. I, I actually – my problem is I definitely – hate losing to the Kansas city chiefs in the, the 15 or 14 in a row that, that the Broncos have lost. Yeah, I get it. But losing to the Raiders as many times as they have when they should be beating the Raiders. I get that you lose the chiefs. They're a great team. They're super bowl champions two times in the last few years, but to lose the Raiders six times yeah. in a row. I mean, come on at home getting spanked. That's got to stop. That's the first thing that needs to stop. And they need, and I hope they do sweep the Raiders, man. I, I would love to see that. I would love to see them go down to Las Vegas and just smack them around. But until they do that, you know, I, I still have my doubts. Like, when are you gonna, when are you going to do it? When are you actually going to go and and beat the Raiders? Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that seventy five percent of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.
Packers. That's that's my question. This year, this, this year they're going to. You know why? Because Pat Sertan is out there having nightmares about what Devontae Adams did to him at the very end of a critical home game. Um, and it's unacceptable, right? The Raiders at home. That's the Mike Shanahan standard. And damn it, we've got to get back to it. And that's Sean Payton, Mike Shanahan, two completely different minds, but very old school in the fact that you don't get beat in the barn especially at home in Denver. That's Keith right. Brugman, Brugman, excuse me, Keith, giving us some support. I don't always catch the Mile High Insiders, but when I do, I drop some stars. Great show, Luke, Thomas, and Scott. Thank you so much, Keith. You are a part of this show. Do not ever forget that. We can't thank you enough for all of your support. Keith, what do you think? Eight and a half. Are you, are you comfortable with that baseline? Do you want it to be higher? I mean, all things considered, it's pretty decent. I, I look at it one day and I'm like, man, that's low. I think the Broncos could be above that. I'm looking at it again. Now that we're talking about recent history about the Raider streak, the Chiefs streak, yeah. eight and a half sounds pretty good. Three and a half more than last year, baby. Yeah. I thanks Keith for the support. We appreciate it as always. We, we love seeing you in, in the chat, but I will just say this nine wins. If they go over that, that's a winning season for the first time in a very long time. So I, I would, I'm happy if they can get to nine wins, it will be a huge change, which is <laughs> great in my book. I want to see them more. I want to see more than that. I really want to see them get into the playoffs and make some noise, but you know, if they can, if they can actually split with the chiefs, split with the charters and like you say, beat the Raiders twice, which, you know, the Raiders aren't looking on paper, aren't looking too good. Josh McDaniels is doing oh. the same kind of thing he did when he was in Denver and just destroyed that team. And they, they were awful. <laughs> they were awful that next season after he I love it. burnt it down to the ground. So hopefully that is the case. It's uh that, you know, then you get, you've got your, you've got your three wins right there in the division, which hasn't happened in a long time. That that's the, the problem with the Broncos in the winning is they haven't been able to win in their own division. They've been able to beat the chargers right. and that's it, you know, split with the chargers. So that's going to be the first step. If they can get fi to 500 in their own division, then, then they're going to, uh, you know, make some noise outside their division. Cause they've got some, they've got some teams on the schedule that I think are very beatable. Very beatable teams on the Denver schedule. The Broncos are trying to be avoiding that title of we can beat them. That's been the NFL teams looking at the Denver Broncos like, oh, man, that'll be easy. You look at the Denver Broncos barely beating the Jags over across the pond in the UK, and then the Jags use that as a rallying cry and absolutely got their you-know-what together and made a postseason run. Very, very impressive. Um, Broncos can't be that get-right game for NFL teams anymore. Phil McLaughlin. Hey, guys. Thinking 10 and 7. 10 and 7. We nice. tie the Chiefs for the division, Phil says. Whoa. I absolutely I love it, Phil. Here, Phil is calling his shot. He's he's uh putting his flag in the ground, so to speak. I just don't know that the Chiefs, man, 10 wins for the Chiefs seems a little low to me right now with that damn Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and their running game and Travis Kelsey and anyone else you want to throw in there while we're while we're at it? Because I mean that's man, I don't know. I don't know, Phil. I would love it though, bud. That's the problem, though. The Chiefs have been able to cakewalk into the playoffs because their division has not given them much competition. That's been the problem. Yep. That's why they had 13, 14 wins all the time because their division was the, every, the Broncos, everybody in the division weren't very solid. I know that the Chargers kind of made a little bit of noise and the Raiders made a little bit of noise a couple times, but for the most part, their own division just kind of got rolled over. So, you know, if, if the Broncos can get to 10 wins, they're going to be very close to the Chiefs. I don't know if it's going to tie, but I appreciate the the comment, Phil. I mean, that that'd be wonderful going in at ten and seven, tied with the. the it Chiefs. could happen. Injuries. We talk about injuries too and stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know what is and big changes over there in Kansas City land. I mean, I look. I'm not an Eric Bieniemy guy. I'm not. I never have been ever since his days at CU to Minnesota. Um, I can talk all day about Eric Bieniemy, but I'm not an Eric Bieniemy guy. But that's going to be a big change, not having Eric Bieniemy there in the offensive meeting rooms. I don't think it's going to handicap Pat Mahomes or anything like that. Um, but they're going to have to adjust and they're going to have to figure some things out on that offense, different ways to supplement wide receivers, right? You saw Juju Smith Schuster go over to New England. Um, I know the Chiefs signed who'd they sign at wide receiver, Thomas? It's escaping me right now. They got yeah. they got a free, oh, they got a big man. Scott Scott's on it. I know he is. Yeah, they got a free yeah, they got a free either. agent yeah. journeyman wide receiver. DeAndre Hopkins is still out there. Um 
it's just one of those things, man, where it's like the Chiefs are going to adapt. They're going to overcome. The Broncos need to be ready for it. But here's what I will say. It's odd when you see this dominance, this run of dom- dominance in the AFC West, because the Broncos had it between 2011 and 2015. Um, five AFC West championships in a row. I think that's what the Chiefs are at right now, too, right, with, with the D- Denver Broncos. So they kind of flip spots. Super Bowl 50, Peyton Manning rides off into the sunset, and then all of a sudden, the Kansas City Chiefs, they strike. They had their time. They hit when the iron was hot with Pat Mahomes. And uh, it, it's just, it's got to change. And that's why Sean Payton was ultimately brought here. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's going to, something's got to give. And it would be, it would be great to see the Broncos win their division. I don't, I'm not counting on it. Like I said, on <laughs> here so many times. I'm like, I'm trying to be, Less excited, level-headed. I want to see some wins. Once they, if they come out and they start winning, you know, well, they come out and just like start smacking people around. Then I'm going to get on the bus, man. I'm like, yes, we're going all the way, baby. (laughs) But I got to see it first. I got to see. I got to see it because you know these last six years have just been for me horrible, unacceptable, embarrassing, disgusting, uh, maddening. I mean, I can go on and on and on. And yeah. You know, I'm sure you get asked too. you know, hey, man, what do you do for a living? What do you what do you like to do to pass the time? And it's like, oh, well, I cover the Denver Broncos and then kind of look at you. I'm done with being looked at like that. Let's not forget Denver Broncos have three Lombardi trophies where some NFL teams don't even have one. But you can't live off of the past. Right. I mean, it's all we've had for for four or five, six losing seasons, Thomas. It's all we've had. Was yep. Super Bowl 50. Now you're starting to see some of these old dogs make different moves. You see what Peyton Manning's doing out there. He's dominating anything he touches. I mean, turns to gold. He's coming out there with that new Netflix series that has that unprecedented QB access with Pat Mahomes and Kirk Cousins from last season. I'm told yeah. that's going to be really, really hot. Talked to a guy a little bit in the know this last week, and it's supposed to be filthy speaking of filthy. Let's get to some of our biggest supporters, including Sue Gibson. Thank you so much, Sue, for turning in tuning in rather to MHI with Thomas and I evening Luke Thomas and Scott. I love the podcast. I just want to get to where I want to watch Broncos football again, because last year was a disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster. And that's cleaning it up. Nice for podcasting Sue. And you're exactly right. I mean, Look, how much do you spend on the Denver Broncos, folks? You go out there, you buy your swag, you get your jerseys, you get your hats. I'm the same way. I bought my wife a Russell Wilson jersey at training camp last year, Thomas. How do you think I'm feeling about this whole thing? And I'm <laughs> yeah. sitting there thinking, damn it, I should have bought a Pat Sertan jersey. Yeah. Um, no, look, Russ is looking trim. He's looking good. He's your QB1 for 2023. Make no bones about it. Yeah. Sean Payton doesn't have a problem going to another guy. If that said starter is struggling and he'll go back to him, look at what he's done with the saints. And I'm not talking about Drew Brees talking about Taysom Hill gets inked to a massive fat contract. And then he goes to Jameis Winston in free agency after a 30 for 30 season, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Sean Payton's about winning. It doesn't matter how much you're getting paid. It doesn't matter how popular you are on social media or in the locker room. If he doesn't feel that you can get the job done, you're asking it on the bench. Sue, right there with you. The Broncos, pride. That needs to come back immediately. And I think that's something that's starting to be built at UC Health Training Center right now. Again, a lot of folks are out there saying, I'm hearing this in the building. I'm hearing that in the building. And then they're wrong after they guarantee it on Twitter. Know what I'm hearing out of that building? Nothing. And it's not <laughs> because I'm the most plugged, plugged in guy in the world. I'm not. But it's because George Payton and Sean Payton have that building on freaking lockdown. And they are working in silence, and I absolutely love it. Wow, DW nine six seven three four, yeah, coming in with a great super chat, man. We appreciate that. Thank you so much. Thank you for the support. I hope you are enjoying this show. I always Goosebumps. love talking. I always love talking about wins and losses and and trying to figure out what's going to happen. He says, "Count me in," or she. I don't know. I don't know who you are. So, anyway. Uh, count me in as one who will place a bet on the Broncos. We lost nine games last year by less than a score, five of which were three points and under. Scheming mismatches, Peyton's offense will replace the absolute inept play I saw on that side of the ball last year. That is a great point. DW. I, I actually did. I actually looked at uh, looked mm. at the win, you know, close wins and what that means for the next year. And in my mind, it was it was that those losses could have been wins. 
if somebody had stepped up, if there was somebody who could make an impact or they didn't make a dumb play or they executed, right? One head coach, just, you know, two potential leaders of your freaking team. I mean, you're exactly right. And I don't mean to interrupt you, but for crying out loud, if somebody would have done their job one time, Brandon McManus, do you want to make a field goal? I mean, these are the things that win games, Tom. Yeah. And and that's what happened. So, so if you think about coming in this year with someone who, in my mind, is going to be much better at executing correctly, not making dumb penalties. I mean, being aggressive to that point, but don't go past the point where you do something stupid, right? Thanks, Keith, for coming in. Another uh, another star. Appreciate it. We appreciate all your support. But that that's the point. Like, though, somebody needed to step up last year, and they didn't do it. And that was coming from the big top down, right? From the top down. They weren't ready to do it. They weren't ready to make that play. But this year, I think they will be ready to make that play in crunch time when it matters most. And and I think that starts with health too, because when we saw we saw Randy Gregory when he was healthy, and I was not a big fan of the Randy Gregory signing from the beginning because he just missed so much time. Like it was a huge a huge cost to bring someone in that's not always there. However, when he did play, you could see the impacts in Seattle. He you know he he I think he did two strip sacks. They, they just bounce the wrong way. But those yep. are the players that need to come in. So the healthy starters that can come in and make that play when it matters most is what the Broncos need. And I think that this year, even if you think that the talent is, isn't quite as good on paper to start the year, I think the mentality is going to make up for that a little bit. And they're going to be there when it matters most. And so they're going to win some of those close games instead of losing like they did last year. So I think you're right. Thank you for that comment. It was a great comment. Yeah, DW, and I want to ask you a question and get back at us on the comment line. We'll give you another shout-out, man. Appreciate you so much for, for all the support. Um, throwing some money down on that on that nine games. I absolutely love it because DW is looking at these games like, look, man, there were some winnable games with a pretty horrible Broncos squad, yeah. a pretty horrible Broncos head coach, pretty horrible Broncos quarterback. We're suspecting that those things are going to change. I will go out there and say, on the record, Sean Payton has immediately changed the head coaching gig for me um he's instilling that culture that's the first thing you got to do it's not all about the x's and o's folks it's really not look this is a child's game that we make so much more complex than it actually needs to be i'm out bumping around going to my daughter's volleyball game it's a beautiful day here in the mile high city i see flag football all over kids out there playing and they're just playing flag football man and i stop and i look at it and i'm like man that's all we're doing right we're throwing the ball We're trying to execute one move at a time. We're trying to know the play and know your responsibility. And that's exactly what DW is looking at when DW goes through these games last year. And it's like, look, as bad as it was, we were close on some of those. And I get it. Close doesn't count. Style points don't count either. But that should be a little bit encouraging. If the wise guys in the desert are setting that over under at eight and a half, Man, again, like Chad Jensen wrote about on milehighhuddle.com, referencing this article from Caesar Sportsbook, that's three and a half wins, right? Half. I don't get the half. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I get that there are ties and stuff now, but three more wins yep. than the Denver Broncos ultimately had. They're coming off of six straight losing seasons, uh, 15-0, maybe even a 16-0 streak against the Chiefs. I've stopped counting because I throw up every time I see it. The Raiders, <laughs> as you mentioned, have been owning the Denver Broncos something that should be a problem and one thing I'm super pumped about for Raiders week in general Tom is that Sean Payton's gonna hate the Raiders you better believe it you look at some of those NFC divisional rivalry games specifically the Tampa Bay Bucks and New Orleans Saints Sean Payton liked to get after it Sean Payton likes to chirp players on the sideline Sean Payton has got a chip on his shoulder a mile high and that's why I love him in the mile high city yeah I'm looking forward to and what I'm looking forward to I hope is that they bring back the winning ways to the mile high city this year. The Broncos have nine home games, right? Those are nine home games. When the mile high magic, whatever you want to call it, the Denver Broncos used to be pretty much unbeatable at home under Shanahan back in the day with Dan Reeves, all of it. They, they, they were usually above, even when they were bad, they could win at home this last year. They, they, they were beatable anywhere. So that's what I want to see come back, right? I want, I want to Jesus. see, I want to see the Broncos winning at home. If they go and lose on the road, fine, you know that happens. But be better at home. You've got nine chances. That's nine. If you can, if you can win most of those games, that puts you over five hundred right away, right? If you can win 
you know, seven of those nine games. And that's what needs to come back to the mile high. They need that mile high magic. Yeah. yeah you got to have home field advantage means a lot in the NFL. And if you don't think yeah. it does go back to last season with the whole DeMar Hamlin, thank God he's okay situation and the potential ramifications of playing at a neutral right. site after that game was stopped. And we're not going to get into all the craziness that happened there, but I mean, home field advantage is huge, especially when we're talking about the wise guys and look, the fans have a huge influence on the temperature, the energy, the tone of a game. And you've been in that stadium. I've been in that stadium. A lot of our friends and family on this very show have been in that stadium, man. And it gives me goosebumps even now, just talking about some of the crazy, cool, never forget moments that the Denver Broncos have had. And you go back to the celebrated fans, to the barrel man, what he meant to the Denver Broncos and what, you know, he would get the, the, the crowd electric. We got to bring that back, man. And I'm, no shows. The no shows are stopping right now. Or people Sean leaving at, when it went into overtime. That was the okay. worst. People walking out of the stadium. That was I. That was I the whole point for me. Former, walking not out only, knowing they were going to lose. Not only, not only people, Tom. Former Denver Broncos. My guy, Big O, friends with Orlando. Friend, he's walking out. He's getting chirped, and I'm like. Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, overtime, horrible. You probably had an idea, but that never happened in our lifetime. Thomas, I get it. Times are crazier than they've ever been. We're more divisive as a human society on planet Earth than we've ever been. But for the love of God, we have always had Broncos country. We have always had Broncos football. That's coming back to 2023. Uh, sting, sting guy, string guy, my bad. Luke, who would you get to replace Brandon McManus? How about anybody? I'm just done with it, String. I'm done with it. it. It's not to be personal. I don't know. Does Pat McAfee want to change careers? Does he want to come kick field goals for a little bit? Emergency? <laughs> Look, here's the here's the fact of, of the matter for me. Brandon McManus is the last remnant piece of that Super Bowl 50 team. And that does your 2023 team no justice at all. Now, before the show started, I started to think about some previous conversations we've had regarding Draymond Jones, Zach Allen. Is Zach Allen a decent replacement for Draymond Jones? Was letting Draymond go to Seattle the right thing? And at the end of the day, we have got to remember there's a human element in this. And with pride in the front office comes a lot of different egos and actions. And what I mean by that, George Payton, he wants his guys in the building. He doesn't want John Elway's guys in the building. What is George Payton pride himself on being a scout of scouts so i think when you look at some of these older players who have had a long tenure who have gotten away with some things i mean arguing with the head coach brandon mcmanus shelby harris lunging at vic fangio i mean like i'm like dude he's not coming back here you try to lunge at sean payton sean payton probably fight you back but <laughs> it's i digress my thing is i think it's time to move on from brandon mcmanus not only from the twitter aspect to him chirping people and getting after fans at training camp. I just think it's time for a change and you need to constantly be constantly be looking to upgrade the position. You can bring a new punter in that used to be here in Riley Dixon, but we're going to just keep the same old kicker for what reason? I, I just, what competition has this man had? He's been so comfortable in training camp. It pisses me off, Tom. You've got all these guys out here fighting for their NFL careers. And Brandon McManus thinks it's cute to dress up like a referee. I I'm done with that. I get he's the kicker. No big deal. But at the same time, it's a huge deal to me. Yeah. I would like to say one thing that you mentioned that it, what I find short-sighted if, if George Payton is, is really trying to clean out, you know, somebody that hadn't uh, he wasn't, you know, brought in by him is a little short-sighted. I mean, a good leader of a team or any you know business, if they can identify good players, they don't get rid of them just because they were in the old regime. Now, the problem I have with McManus, it, it isn't the the fact that he's on Twitter and he's arguing with some nobody on Twitter or whatever it is. It's the fact that he wasn't consistently making the field goals that he needed to make. And not only that, he actually lobbied at times to kick the long field goals and he missed. So he missed. that's the thing. For me, if you're if you're making those field goals and you're winning games, go ahead and be on Twitter. I don't care. Dress up like a ref. I don't care. My problem is if you're missing the field goals that need to be made and that's what he's done. And I, I mean, McManus was a key cog in that Super Bowl win in Super Bowl 50. He absolutely he was accurate 
long field distance field goal, one of the best at the time. But what we saw last year was not what we saw in the past, and it's time to move on. The only problem is, how do you do that? Are you going to draft somebody? You only got five picks. You're going to draft a kicker. That that is nah. a. I mean, that's a tough one for me. Bringing in somebody, you know, just but they have to bring in competition regardless. They've got to bring in competition for McManus. They can't just let him go out there and start kicking without competition. And maybe they'll light a fire under him and he'll somehow get more accurate. I'm not sure. He was 28 for 36 on field goals last year and 25 out of 27 on extra points. And that's what Gary's coming in here. Gary, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for joining the live stream too. Guys, you don't have to agree with our takes. We still want to hear from you. We'll still put it up there. And he's, and Gary's putting up here and speaking some truth. McManus has been solid for many years, missing the 30 to 40 yard field goals. That's unacceptable. And Gary's exactly right. I mean, two things can be true at the same time. I will never take away what Brandon McManus has done for this Denver Broncos football team. But the complacency at place kicker? Give me a break. It's not like this man is Jason Elam out here, okay? And we're just going to hang on to him until he hopefully rides into the sunset, which Jason Elam did not do. Jason Elam went to Scott's Atlanta Falcons and kicked for them for a few years as well, had a lot of success. And look, Brandon if he got cut, released, whatever, he'd be picked up immediately. Don't feel bad for Brandon McManus. I think there is definitely a spot for Brandon McManus in this league. Sometimes changing a setting does a lot for not only a player, but a team too. He's a very big personality. I'm not so sure that I'm cool with that from my kicker and the kicker saying, look, see this ring right here? Only Super Bowl ring. So <laughs> I'm, I'm the big dog. And it's like, you're the big dog. Okay. I mean, you're Super Bowl champ. Respect. But no, it's got to change. I hear you with the Twitter thing. I'm being a little silly. I'm trying to invoke a little bit of a reaction out of you guys. <laughs> but John Payton cares about it. Yeah. He made that very clear in his press conference. And why do you think you haven't been seeing the immature Jerry Judy tweets out there? And I know Cortland Sutton a few weeks ago. I just want to go where I'm appreciated. Easy, Cortland. All right. We all say stuff on Twitter. Yours truly all the time. But I probably shouldn't. We're all humans. We all have emotions. Brandon's got those emotions as well. Who knows? Maybe Brandon hears this podcast and chirps me and comes about and has the best year of his life for the Denver Broncos. And I'm fun. about it. I'm yeah, about it, man. It. I, and I, and I want to see it just like I want to see my guy GLP, Gary Palmer in the house, 1999 Super. Thank you so much, Gary. Hopefully you're doing well on this first day of april april fools everybody right i mean this ain't no april fools mhi is back on saturday night for this week hey luke thomas scott and broncos country as far as this season i'm keeping a little bit of optimism but i think i've got ptsd from last season gary let's leave this up for just a second thomas because this is something that broncos country is is all going through i think gary's a perfect representative of broncos country especially with this comment saying we're excited. Sean Payton's here. We're excited. Russell Wilson's looking lean and mean, and he's been off of social media. We're excited. Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton aren't getting traded, allegedly. Uh, we're just, we're excited. There's so many good things. The draft is right around the corner. Just got a boss offensive line and, and Sir Bennett, and then that big monster, Mike McGlinchey, on the, uh, on the right tackle. But We've been burned before, Tom. Yeah. We've been burned before with being optimistic. So cautiously optimistic. I mean, how do you think Broncos country as a whole should look at this next season? Because we're talking about eight and a half wins over under. Is that accurate? Is it fair? I think we're all okay with it being the baseline, but we're kind of nervous to go too far from there. You're saying nine wins would be great. I'm right there with you. That would be great. But I, I don't know that I could go to 10, buddy. What, what accurate baseline logic i mean fair assessment would you tell broncos country about expectations and excitement i'll just well i'm just gonna say first off it is a sad state of affairs now that our expectations are hopefully a winning season back when it used to be <laughs> super bowl or bust right i've uh, watched the broncos for so long and the goal was to win the super bowl and everybody thought that that was going to happen like we went into the season as a fan going yeah they're gonna they're, they have a chance to win the super bowl this year yeah sometimes they had a losing season wasn't very often sometimes they didn't make the playoffs whatever it's a sad state of affairs that we're sitting here going gosh it'd be nice to have nine wins i mean <laughs> just think about that that's mm. that's a far that, that that's why you have ptsd right uh, gary it's because that you've watched 
the six losing seasons with no hope. It's like, oh man, this is awful. But I'll tell you what, I'm excited for a couple reasons. Number one, get, I mean, John Payton is coming in uh, a different mentality. He's proven to be a winner. You He's know, a dog. Regardless, regardless of whether I, I think, you know, have some character concerns that's out the window now because he got hired and he's here. So we, you and, know, it's, he's gonna, and it's about winning, right? It's I mean, I've winning. got care. There are, there are so many players that you and I have covered on this team and on yeah. previous teams that the fans think they're the best guy in the world. Folks, yeah. it's about winning in the NFL period. Yeah. But what I will say is, so there's that. So I, I believe that the execution, the quality of play is going to be better. They also brought in, so I guess there's three reasons. The, the second reason is they're, they're really making a concerted effort to take care of the injury problem. If that, the injury, if they didn't get injured, they would have won more games last year, plain and simple. They would have won more games than five. So if they don't get in, they don't get the injuries this year and they're, they, that's going to get you more wins. And then finally, I'm, I'm a firm believer that Russell Wilson is going to have a significant bounce back season. I keep looking at all these uh, all these uh, quarterbacks of the past who had a little bit of injury or they had major injury and still came back the next season or or whatever and played really well. Those three things, those three those three things were the main problems last year. Russell Wilson didn't play well, the injury bug was terrible and they had an incompetent coach. Change that, I think this flips five games. I think you're winning five games. I mm. I think realistically they can get to 10 wins if they stay healthy. That I think 10 wins is doable. And I'm going to keep my fingers crossed, and I'm not going to be super excited about that prediction this early. <laughs> okay. But with so many problems last year, they they beat the 49ers. 49ers were a good team. They have the, they have the talent. Jimmy got but, hurt in that game too, by the way. So yeah. Broncos fans, be ready. He's going to get hurt in Las Vegas. We all know it's going to happen. It's just a matter <laughs> of if or when, rather. Not if, right? I mean, Jimmy G is going down. Yeah. So, I mean, with all that combined, I think the, I think you should be optimistic about this season. I just hate to be optimistic. You know, like, like Gary said, you're like, scared you can't be optimistic because we I'm scared. were too optimistic last year. I'm scared right now. I, man, and I see Broncos country, you know, like our DW saying, man, I'll throw that cash down on that. And Gary Palmer too, right here, baby saying, I will take the over, but I'm not sure. Man, if I had a, you know, a bill in my in my hand, and I'm at the Las Vegas window, and I'm trying to figure out what to do. I'm gonna have to think on this one, Tom. I like, I just I'm so unsure, kind of like you guys, right? I'm trying to use logic, I'm trying to use reason, but then I'm also looking at history too. You know, the last time that the Denver Broncos got close to ten wins, 2016. 2016. Yep. 2016 under Gary Kubiak and Joe Dika Millis for that one game out there in San Diego, the old San Diego Superchargers. Um, the last time they got double digit wins, guys, that's Super Bowl 50, 2015. I mean, that they're due. That's how far it has it has fallen, but it also shows you how hard it is to win a football game in the NFL. I mean, we've all loved since we were children, and even as a 31-year-old grown man, get when the schedule comes out. Win, win, win. I've yeah. been doing that, Thomas, for six seasons. And you know what? I don't keep those receipts because <laughs> they're not good and they're not worth anything. And I think that's what Broncos country is trying to figure out right now. What does success look like? Yeah. It's slow and gradual. And I know that's not what you want to hear. But to me, what does a successful season look like? I told you guys, you sweep the Raiders and you split with the Chiefs and Chargers. I mean, even if you split with the Raiders, I'm good with it because the big wins come against those streaks. Players know about the streaks. Justin Simmons, ask him about the streak. He he's was drafted to the Denver Broncos getting his ass kicked by the Chiefs. You don't think he's sick of that? I mean, come on. Something has got to change. Russell Wilson used to be the big dog in the NFL. Now Pat Mahomes has way louder of a bark than Russ ever could. And some guy named Justin Herbert is about to get paid and is on the rise as well. So the Broncos have a lot of pressure. You can't be a slave to history. I get it. But, man, there's a lot to go over. And Peter Middleton, thank you so much, man, for reaching out to Thomas and I on MHI. Peter was with us since the dog days of Saturday two years ago when Nick and I were rocking this show. And I'm so proud to have 
Uh, Thomas is my podcast host, and he's a good friend. We talk Star Wars. We're nerds all the time. So, Peter, if you ever want to talk some Star Wars, get in, and that goes to anybody else as well. Let's get to Chris. What's up, Broncos country? Getting in late. Better than never. How is everyone? Well, Chris, I'll tell you how I am, buddy. Pretty excited. The NFL draft is right around the corner. Free agency is still going on. Um, the first wave, the second wave, they're pretty much over. Now you're just looking at some little waves, but I'm feeling good. Sean Payton is our coach. Russell Wilson is off of Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, and he's leaned out. Um, you're not seeing Jerry Judy on Twitter. You're seeing these guys in the lab. They're working. It's quiet. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident. I feel like a storm is brewing over there at UC Health Training Center. And when training camp comes around, Thomas, and you and I are out there sweating our keisters yeah. off under <laughs> the mile-high sun, it's going to be because Sean Payton was the catalyst of that storm over yeah. there. And I love it. Don't think that just because you don't see the workout videos coming from players, you don't see the workout videos coming from the digital media team, that work isn't being done over there. Sean Payton doesn't like people to know what he's doing, guys. He's very old school. Where did, where did Sean Payton come from? Tom, what coaching tree? Remind Broncos Bill country. Bill Parcells. <laughs> you think Bill Parcells likes workout videos? You think the big tuna is about Twitter and social media? Hell no. He's about working in silence, and I absolutely love it. So I'm feeling good, Chris. How are you, buddy? How are you feeling about that eight and a half win over under? We are reacting to that. We've got about 10 more minutes, and I want to get to your thoughts. Dub coming in here, and I had to get to Dub because Samuel L. Jackson Man, how excited would you be if he came back to the Star Wars franchise? I've heard rumors, yeah. probably just like you, it's right? Especially with Boba Fett and Mandalorian. And Pulp Fiction is my favorite movie really? of all time. Oh, Thomas. man, I've I got to disagree with you. Oh, what? I've got I think the, it's the worst is bad mother movie, man. Are you kidding me? You're going to say Reservoir like Dogs it. is the stuff. You're going to be like Reservoir Dogs is better, right? Uh, my, well... <laughs> Come I, I just on. never got into I'm sorry. It's like, to me, it's like one of the most overrated films of all time. I feel bad. What's but... the matter with you? <laughs> what is the matter with you, Thomas? Like, I, Man, I, I love Tarantino we were friends. movies, too. This is getting I, I love Django. I love, uh, nah. you know, I, I loved, uh, uh, um, what's the, uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards. I, I, oh. I love Kill Bill. I loved them all, man. Oh, I just cannot get into Pulp Fiction. I'm sorry, but what? I do, man. I, I'm telling you, like he's in everything. Samuel L. Jackson's oh. in everything. It's awesome. He, he is. Yeah, I would love Dub. I would love for him to come back, man, to the Star Wars franchise. You see the fan art too of like Mace Windu all scarred, and you're wondering how he would make his return. Is he going to go after Boba Fett? Is he going to go after the Mandalorian? I digress. We're just a couple of nerds here on MHI. If you have a Star Wars take or shout out. Give it in the get it in the live stream and we're probably gonna click on it because we're nerds. Oh, yeah. And if you if you guys stuff, don't man, I'm yeah, all and over if, it. yeah, and movies too. And if you agree with me that Pulp Fiction is one of the best movies of all time and Thomas is wrong because he is and he should be ashamed of himself, let us know over in the comment section. Although I'm getting some pushback. Carol's coming in saying, I agree, Thomas, Pulp Fiction. No, 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 no. Um, look, it's long, I get it, but when you sit back and you look at the actual story. And I don't know if you anybody knows why it's called Pulp Fiction and the old Pulp magazines and stuff. I've gone super deep into Pulp Fiction. What's in the briefcase? All that kind of stuff. You want to get at me? Get at me on Twitter. Adley Patterson what's LP. Under the band -Aid? What's under the Band-Aid on the back of Ving Rhames' neck? You know, I, I know all about that stuff, too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, it's bad. It's, I'll watch it's it again. I'll watch it again, and I'll try it with a different perspective. And maybe next time we come on the show after I watch it, I'll, I'll talk about it. But what I will say... Uh, we, we get back to this, uh, back to the schedule here and just talk about <laughs> it. The Broncos have nine wins, uh, nine games at home, and many of them are winnable games on paper. If you think about it, you got Washington Commanders, right? You got Cleveland Browns, you've got the New York Jets, depending hold on, on a minute. They, hold, yeah, hold on a minute with the wall. I mean, what if, what if Washington gets a new owner and goes in on Lamar Jackson? Yeah, I, I mean, mean you, right now, I'm talking about right now, obviously, on paper. All right. But those are three. The Patriots are definitely a tough team, but it's a it's a winnable game against the Patriots. Now they're not they're not that juggernaut they used to be. You got a Packers team coming in that may not have uh, Aaron Rodgers. And then, I mean, the toughest game really on that schedule. No, you're exactly right, man. I mean, look, when you look at the actual opponents, 
you do got to feel good about some of these cats because there are other franchises that are struggling, just like the Denver Broncos that haven't made those power moves that the Broncos have made. And look, when you've got ownership finally in place, that's when you get some accountability. That's when you get some leadership. That's when you get expectations. And Lawrence, I had to give my guy Lawrence, Lawrence, a good friend of mine, I had to give him a shout out because his guy, Philip Lindsay, do you see? He's in the XFL, baby. Phil, yeah. your favorite, um, Broncos country, a huge, huge member of Broncos country that the fans absolutely love. He's playing in the XFL. And we actually have that story up on milehighhuddle.com. So be ready. I don't know if he's going to be wearing number 30. Um, not sure if this is going to springboard him back into the NFL, but Thomas, you've seen the Denver Broncos go outside of the league to find some guys, whether that be in the Canadian football league, whether that be in the AFL, um, all over these other promotions and stuff like that. And that's why I'm a little upset about the Brandon McManus thing. I'm like, you're telling me that you can't find one or two other guys out there in this world that can kick field goals or at least bring competition to the team. That's kind of where I'm at. Um, again, we're just wrapping up the news coming out of Las Vegas. And I shouldn't call it news, odds, rather, that the Denver Broncos are sitting at eight and a half for that over-under. Todd coming in here asking, uh, how many wins is the over-under? That's eight and a half. That's per Caesars over in Las Vegas. Chad Jensen has an article up at mahuahuddle.com right now. And Chris coming in here calling his shots saying nine. And just like you, I mean, nine, that would be fantastic, Thomas. I would be happy with that. I think Broncos country would be happy with that because when you're starving, when you're thirsty and you get just a little bit of a snack, you get just a little bit of a drink, isn't it the best thing in the entire world? That could be what the Denver Broncos are looking at next season. Well, it means two things, and I hope you can hear me. I think I got my mic fixed. It means two things. One, if if they have a winning season, they get to nine wins. That means – Russell Wilson didn't play terribly, right? So that's a that means that you he's kind of coming back, right? So it's a catalyst to the next few years because he's he's on the team for a while. You want him to play well. If they get to nine wins, then the next season you can actually start to think, okay, they're going to make a couple more moves and they're going to get to that next level. If they flop again, that means Russell Wilson stunk it up and they're going to be stuck with his salary cap hit and they're going to try and figure out some sort of move. So nine wins is a good thing and yes i'm a lover of star wars so thank you very much i i was telling luke the other day that i was i remember watching a preview for return of the jedi when i was a kid back when they called it revenge of the jedi and then when the Deep name came out, return of the jedi i was like what hmm. happened to the revenge of the jedi but uh yeah i'm old school i've i've been a i have used to have the action figures i actually still have the action figures when i was a kid man i, I love star wars Hang on to those, man. They might be worth something because I'm a huge comic nerd collector, as you know, and I'm telling you, the Star Wars stuff is hot. I'm not so much into the Star Wars stuff. Mandalorian, I obviously am, but hang on to that stuff. It is hot. Look, Sean Payton's not going to flop. He's never flopped in his career. You know what flopping was for Sean Payton? Seven and nine. Yeah. And that's his worst record as the New Orleans Saints head coach, guys. I mean, seven and nine, that's what the Broncos would be thrilled to have. I mean, that's two more wins than last year when you start to look at it. When you look at Denver Broncos history overall, I mean, this is how their record is the last six years. Five and 12, seven and 10, five and 11, seven and nine, six and 10, five and 11. I mean, Sean Payton's not going to flop, folks. And if he does, it will be bizarre. I'll be the first to say I was wrong, and it will be a catastrophe that we haven't seen. You thought Russell Wilson and Daniel Hackett were bad. If for some reason, unholy reason, <laughs> that Sean Payton flops next season, I'll be the yeah. first to admit it, man, but I just do not see that coming. That's why I'm okay with the baseline over under at eight and a half for the Denver Broncos per the Vegas wise guys and all their wisdom out there in the desert. Um, I think Broncos fans are going to be pretty happy. And guys, it's about it's about up, man. Showtime, baby. I forget how quick these shows go, especially on Saturday night when we have such a hot, like a hot, hot crowd that's spitting out their predictions, pushing back against you, saying Paul Fiction is the greatest movie of all time. And try <laughs> oh, here's a kicker. We got a kicker. Grogu, Grogu for the kicker, kicker man. He, Grogu don't miss. The Grogu yeah. does not miss. I would be down with getting a little bit of more Star Wars in the Denver Broncos. Guys, he is Thomas Hall. You can get at Thomas on Twitter, at Thomas Hall NFL. Yours truly, at Luke Patterson LP. Be sure to head on over to the mothership, at Mile High Huddle on Twitter. If you'd like to grab a hat, Buckham, MHI, 
coffee mug. Uh, do you guys have swag coming out on orange and blue? Yeah, not yet. I would, I would love to. I'd love to see soon. it. And some legends it's, of mile high would be good too. Soon, it's in the cooker. It's yeah. in the cooker. I'm telling you that right now because uh, Thomas, man, he's three shows, three shows. He's balancing a week, and don't forget, Thomas Hall also has a hot article out right now about how the Broncos cannot count on the NFL draft to fill their most slept need of running back for the 2023 season. Be sure to head on over to Mile High Huddle and check that out. Uh, subscribe, like, and share wherever you get your podcasts. Give us a rating. Let us know how we're doing, a comment. Uh, we take those things very seriously. We always want to improve. We like to have a lot of fun on this show, but it doesn't mean that we can't be better. Um, and reach out. Let us know. Talk Star Wars. Talk football. Uh, we're always available. We love to chat with you guys, and it was such a fun show tonight, man. Yeah, I had a blast. This has been great. It's, uh, you know, talking a little Star Wars, little movies, and football. I mean, <laughs> those are all my favorite things, pretty much. Yeah. You know, when it comes to talking, I could talk all day about some of those things. But, yeah, no, it was great. It was great. Had some great comments, man. So, I, th- that's the thing about the community that we have at Mile High Huddle, right? They, everybody's knowledgeable, and they bring their thoughts, mm. and we can talk about it. We may not agree. I mean, obviously – there's some back and forth on Pulp Fiction, but, uh, you know, we don't always agree on things, but you know what? That makes us better, right? You come up with something that I don't know, and I'm like, oh, wow, that's great. Now I'm going to start to learn from that. So we, I just appreciate everybody yeah. that comes into the chat. It's wonderful. Yeah, man. And, and just on our way out, I, I, one thing I've always pr- prided myself on, and I know you do too, Thomas, is that we're not afraid to flash a comment that disagrees with us. We're not afraid to debate. We're not afraid to bring light to your opinions and your um, content as well. Let us know how we can support you just like you guys support us. This is a team game here at Mile High Huddle. Anyone that says it's not doesn't work for us because it is all about helping each other here at MHH. There's no subscription, nothing like that. Uh, Look, we're just about football here. We're about football, having fun, and representing our friends and family. And you guys have done that for us tonight here on MHI. Guys, we're going to be moving back to Wednesdays. It was just a one-week thing. Appreciate Thomas and Ron for letting me come on on Saturday nights. And uh, you guys will be back, Orange and Blue View, on Saturday nights. Legends of Mile High, Friday morning, and away we go. The boys, Chad and Zach. And I don't know if you've heard. Congratulations to Chad on his Bridge the Gap band and all the success that they're having. I wanted to give him a shout out on our show because he's been one of my biggest supporters since I've started this game. And I know you as well. Guys, get at Thomas Hall one more time at Thomas Hall NFL on Twitter. Yours truly at Luke Patterson LP. We will see you guys next Saturday. Broncos country. This is the way. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos.